Good evening, and welcome back to another episode of Friday Night Fireside Chats. It's been a while since I've done one of these. Um, yeah, for those of you who might be new to this podcast or just decided to join and start listening on this one, Friday Night Fireside Chats is a time to slow down pause and reflect at the end of what could be a busy work week. Oftentimes we might try to find ways to distract ourselves and kind of just enter in the into the weekend with a sense of, okay, I'm, I'm done with everything else for the week. I don't want to think about anything else. Um, and sometimes that creates a tendency of kind of just not really being present with, with ourselves. And so Friday Night Fireside Chats is uh, an invitation to do that. And the topics are typically focused around self-knowledge, self-understanding, um, and topics surrounding growth. And yeah, it's it's been a while since I've recorded one of these. Um, there was just a time period where for the past couple weeks, or maybe it's been a month, uh, there haven't been too many ideas stirring in my head of what I would want to record a little podcast on. And in those times, I, at least with my personality, don't try to force something into creation. I know for some content creators who are very consistent with what they put out. Um, they build in that rhythm. And part of me had thought about that. Uh, but another part, whether it was just laziness or an actual following of my intuition was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to let it sit, you know, I'm not going to record a podcast and I'm just going to do it on my own timeline when it feels right. And so here, here's that time after a little bit of a break. And for tonight's topic, I will be talking about and sharing some thoughts that I have around layers of growth and within layers of growth, um, the experience of existential crisis and how sometimes it takes somebody else who is really getting after it, really living their life, pursuing their visions and dreams to shake one out of their stupor and their state of distraction or just complacency. And this was inspired by a couple things. So one was just a conversation that I had with a friend this morning, uh, just catching up and it was a really good conversation. Uh, And 
so I was talking with my friend Max and just noticing how a lot of our where we are our personal journeys are actually kind of mirroring one another and one thing that I realized as I was talking with him and reflecting on myself is I don't know if you know if you know those moments where perhaps you're talking to somebody, say a friend. It's been a while since you've caught up, and uh, they're they're sharing about happenings in their own life. Maybe it's a job, career direction, or change, or maybe it's a new relationship. And then as you listen, you're thinking, "Man, like what have I been doing?" It was it was kind of like that that he was sharing some things that to me reminded me like, man, you know, I'm, I'm witnessing Max really, you know, it sounds like he's enjoying his life and he's pushing against his, his growth edges. And there's, there's an aspect of playfulness and excitement there. And kind of thinking about where I've been recently in terms of my mental and emotional state. Hearing that from him really kind of helped clarify for me, like, okay, you know, you're, you're not, you're not really living some of those things. Like sometimes it's, it's very easy for me to talk about these things. like they're great ideas and it can be easy to advise other people and it can be easy then to slip into those moments of complacency where I stopped doing those things for myself and it was a it was a helpful reminder and something I'm grateful for like listening to him share bits and pieces of his experiences and his growth that had me thinking like, man, there are some ways in which I'm, I'm still very much limiting myself far less than I used to, you know, looking at myself from five years ago, it's, it's almost unrecognizable in a way in terms of my personality. I mean, maybe that could be a little extreme, but Certainly, even the feedback I got from other people, um, friends, family, there was just, there's just a sense of, okay, something's different for you now. And from my vantage point now, I can, I can understand how for all people, the person who is going through it and the people around them, change can be scary because it essentially throws a wrench into what was a neatly constructed understanding an image of a person that was either built by themselves or the people around them and likely a combination of both because if you think about your relationships who you know yourself to be how others know you you will likely realize that 
it's all based off a constructed image or call it a avatar there's a specific function and traits that you have you know th this is the type of person that I am this is how I'm supposed to behave and function in this world and if you were to get really deep into it might be some uncomfortable realizations uh, of like wow I think you know I'm not actually living fully authentically I don't even know what that means but as I dig deeper holy cow I think I'm living just a sort of a living some sort of construct or living in a construct so it can be a very jarring experience to begin to have this existential crisis and crisis of identity so change is change is certainly going to carry a degree of anxiety to it but getting back to the conversation that I had with my friend Max this morning um, that that was what was going on for me um, a realization from hearing from somebody else and what growth that they're experiencing like okay I'm I'm hitting up against another growth edge or another layer of growth and realizing it's so dang easy to get complacent to get comfortable this made me think about a quote from Anais Nin where he says life is a process of becoming a combination of states we have to go through where people fail is that they wish to elect a state and then remain in it this is a kind of death and when I first read this quote it just hit home immediately and kind of in a close um, relation to that would be another quote from Anais Nin where he says life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage and that certainly rings true I think that was exactly what's being evoked as I was listening to Matt share his experiences um, this sudden realization of oh you know there's not a lot of elbow room here um, and things really do feel tight like the space has shrunk and to me that was an indication of okay well that's in direct proportion to the level of courage that I am living with and in this current time period there's been a lack of courage and it's it's interesting to just see the waves the waves in which this happens because 2020 has been quite a year uh, with many ups and downs and I've heard several people say that 2020 has been the best year of their life not because it's been easy but because it's been hard and that hardship has created the necessary pressure to then grow and I would say the same for myself that there's been an, a lot of growth this year 
things that I've done learned um, opened my mind that I would not have experienced if it were not for the events of 2020. And I think this is where after some period of it, it just feels like a cocoon phase. Um, I think I got complacent with that cocoon phase. And to me, the cocoon phase is not something that's very dormant at all. There's actually a lot of activity going on. It's just more subtle. Um, but I think I got comfortable and complacent there. And through it also got a little bit lost. Because with the amount of pressure in 2020, um, as be I was beginning to feel it in a way where I was just getting tired. Like I didn't want to exert that much effort anymore. And with that tiredness then came the complacency. Um, and that's not to say that it's a right or wrong thing that it should or should not happen. Uh, I think that's just a natural part of things. And so in that regard, um, there's something to learn there. So yeah, learning through pain that often is probably one of the most transformative things for people is that pain gets intolerable to a certain degree where that is finally enough for a person to begin making changes in their life. And so in this conversation with Max, I had to face that within myself of, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really living into some of the things that I talk about living into some of the things that I advise others about. I have, um, and there are times that I can, you know, list off of like, yep, I did it here and I did it there and I did it there. And it was a, it was a continual process. But, um, yeah, now realizing that I've hit another, I guess you could call it growth ceiling or a growth edge another layer and realizing, gosh, I'm going to have to do that again. Like I'm, I'm going to have to take risks again. I'm going to have to step into tension and discomfort again. Um, and the simple answer is yes, that's, that's going to be what I need to do. If I'm really serious about the growth and expansion that I'm talking about, um, like when you think about times where you've, whether it's made prayers or just set some sort of intention of like, yeah, I, I want more of this in my life. You know, I want to be more confident. I want to be more um, just able to take risks, be more charismatic, etc. The The jump from where you currently are to that idealized state revision of how it would feel to be there is not a simple jump of just, all right, I want it. And now it's going to be there. Like it's, 
it's going to take effort and it's going to take a lot of internal work, inner work, or shadow work. There's many different names for it. But essentially, you're going to have to look at everything that keeps you from being that, from getting there. And I think that's the part where people give up, is that looking into that mirror just is too much. And, you know, like the, the amount of grit and honesty it takes to really look at oneself in that way is sometimes just too much. And um, that's where it's easy to just let the ball drop. And so to me, it, it becomes very clear that if I say that I want growth, then I am essentially also agreeing to welcoming unpleasant experiences into my life because that's that's the nature of growth um, thinking about pressure and you know there's a whole cliche of how a diamond is formed through pressure applied to coal um, the the pressure of the earth and the soil on a seed that has to work against gravity and also push up against layers of soil above it in order to reach out into the open and into the sunlight. And yeah, it, it gets tiring. Um, you know, it's, it's nice in those moments where you feel like you're in a motivated state or a flow state. It's like, yeah, I can just keep creating forever. Um, I have all these topics. I have all these ideas. Or, you know, I have all this energy behind doing this thing that I'm passionate about. Um, but it's in the times when you don't have that passion anymore, where you don't have that motivation. We're just like, yeah, that sort of, I don't know, Red Bull little boost of motivation, then it gets harder in terms of the discipline and the consistency um, and still holding that vision in your mind of, you know, why did I do this in the first place? What is it that I'm going after again? Remembering all those things. And like a simple, tangible example of that right now is just recording these podcasts um, I'm recording them in a closet a, a tiny closet with blankets draped around and at times having to pause and stop because of the noise of the planes that fly over every 15 minutes or every it's probably sh shorter interval probably every 5-10 minutes or even the sound of trains and all this ambient sound. Um, you know, this this is my studio. This is this is what I have available to me at this time. Um, and th there's a part of me that's thinking, you know, you're going to cherish these moments. You're going to remember these moments. Um, in the future 
and it was interesting the other vision that I had with that um, it was more like an intentional visioning process where I had imagined myself standing before an audience uh, on a stage or just in front of a podium and looking at the audience and taking a deep breath and then saying to everybody who is there and listening saying the words it fucking feels good to be here and when I say that feeling a deep sense of pride um, and also a degree of emotion of that's like close to sadness but not quite sadness but just feeling moved and I've seen that from other people those who have put in the hours blood sweat and tears to create what it is that they wanted to create their dream their passion so often some of the the journey to get there is like nobody will ever know nobody will ever see it or know entirely how it felt except for yourself some people who are the closest to you might um, but in the end there's still those moments where you're the only one there you're the only one witnessing it and to go from that to kind of this this marker um, this marker of you know yes here is x marks the spot here is where i was trying to go to go from you know the humble beginnings to that is is huge and I mean I think I I'll, I'll just leave it at that that's all I had for that specific uh, on that specific note um, but there, there's something very poignant about it and so there's there's not much left to say um, other than it's a very experiential thing the you know sometimes curling up and crying yourself to sleep the the throwing shit across the room because you're pissed um, you're lonely you're fed up I mean that's that's all part of it and it's not a very glamorous thing um, and sometimes it's like, you know, is this all there is? Will it, will it ever end? Will there be, you know, a, a ray of light that comes through? Or is it always just going to be this gray, dark, somber type atmosphere? Um, and I think I already know the answer to that. And likely those of you who can relate to this probably know the answer too and so 
to me, it really comes down to like, I can't not keep going for it because I know what the alternative is. And I know that that is not life-giving for me. For some people, it might be, and that's great. Different people and different journeys. But knowing for myself that the alternative is not life-giving. And so this is where I have, have a choice. And even if I reach, no, when I reach, so language is a big part. So not if, but when I reach that marker, I'm sure there will be another layer of growth, another growth edge that I hit up against. Because for me, it's, it's hard to imagine that it's, it's just one thing, right? This one job or this one person or this one thing, that is going to be it. You know, that, that's going to hit the spot and be the missing thing that I'm looking for. I don't think it's going to be that way. I think it's always going to be constantly shifting. There might be some things that will stay consistent and it's like, hey, I love doing this and I'm going to continue doing it. But from where I'm at now, I certainly can't imagine any of those things being like, you know, this is going to be a big part of my life that's always going to be there. Like, it'll be an important part. And I know my interests will continue to shift. Uh, always learning, wanting to learn more, experience more. So really having to kind of work through this idea that I've kind of held on to of like, okay, you know, I'm going to arrive. I'm going to arrive there finally. And then once I arrive, there's nothing else to worry about anymore. Like, I've got all my ducks lined up. Perfect. That's it. I've, I've achieved it. I don't think that's going to be the case. And so, might as well begin to just constantly hammer that into my mind. Like, there, there is no destination to arrive at. But it's an ever-evolving, ever-expanding growth process. So, yeah, there's that. And another part of the inspiration of this topic of layers of growth and existential crisis is um, that I spoke about how I got inspiration from my friend Max. Well, the other individual who has brought up this inspiration is a Korean pop star by the name of Ailey and just discovering her recently you know I don't know what it is whether it's you know just something specific about her which yes that definitely is the case or just where I find myself like mentally and emotionally but just her songs are doing something to me like I I feel stuff happening in my chest, my face, the muscles in my face start moving. Um, and I just thought like, wow, I, 
I can't re really recall when I felt this way before with a vocalist. And I'm sure, yeah, I've felt that with other singers before. Um, also very talented in their own unique way. But this was, this was something else. Um, and I think what was cool about discovering Ailey is seeing some of her journey as I was kind of learning more about um, her songs. And like she has her own YouTube channel, uh, but she has these videos from when she was just a high schooler going after it, you know, of singing, training and singing. I think she dropped out of college to pursue that dream. And um, there is this one, I don't know, it was like some sort of singing show or some talent show, but they had auditions or just a contest where people submitted entries to, of themselves singing one of her songs. And as she was watching them, at the very end, she started to tear up and they're asking, oh, you know, what's, what's going on? Like, tell us what's happening for you. And she was like, you know, as, as I was watching them, like many of them were recording themselves uh, at their jobs, which I think th that's actually pretty cool um, that, you know, whether they had, they have a break moment at work or it's just like their their employer is just cool with them doing that like hey i'm i'm submitting a entry like is all right if i record it here um, but yeah many of the contestants had were recording at the location of their part-time job or just their job in their work clothes um and i think being in korea it's it's a little bit more formal just my personal opinion um, in terms of attire that you wear specific to work that applies here too in the States, but sometimes it feels like it's, it's pretty casual, but um, yeah, they're dressed up in their work attire specifically for work. And as essentially Ailey was saying that she, she saw herself in them or she, she was reminded of herself when she was watching them because that was a big part of her journey was picking up part-time jobs here and there to sustain herself while she continued to pursue this dream of singing and becoming a singer. And, you know, back to what I was talking about earlier of I'm recording in a closet with a very, you know, uh, as resourceful as I can be, um, a resourceful adaptation to a studio. Um, that was the case for Ailey. It's like, hey, this, this is what I can do. This is what I'm doing. Whatever it is that I can do with what I have, I'm gonna do it to get myself out there. And 
being able to see that and see where she's at now and also just really feel like it sounds cheesy but really feel the light that she has that she shines like even before she made it big even in just some of those high school youtube videos of recording herself covering a song i can clearly see her light and there's seeing that evokes something in me so it's not just about i guess how she sings um, or what she is singing uh, but yeah I, I can't i can't really put words to it but something about her just got me and got me in the heart region and it was a sense of i think admiration and grief at the same time admiration for like man i am so like i don't even know you she has no idea who i am it's like i am so proud of you of of your journey and all the work that you put in like everything you're getting now you deserve that a hundred percent like you put in you've paid your dues and so that's that admiration piece and i think the the grief part or the sadness and some of the pain was i think this realization of one i'm not there yet my external reality does not mirror back to me the internal reality or vision that i have seen and kind of felt and also uh, it hits on the sense of um you know i I sometimes want to give up. You know, I sometimes just want to stop putting in the effort. And so I think that's where that's where the pain and sadness came from seeing her. And I think actually a, a third component to that is me being aware of my own light. Like do you ever do you ever feel that that you have something to offer that it, that is uniquely you like it's just a part of your unique expression it is your vibration and frequency that you put into the world your unique signature you know or song in this world and you feel that it's like it's not okay. You know, maybe it's dangerous or unsafe to share. Maybe you'll get rejected or you're, you'll get judged or criticized. Maybe you already have, and that creates a sort of internalized memory of it's not okay to be me, you know, or it's not safe enough to let this out. 
you know, have to keep this tucked away somewhere. Be more practical. You know, this is not practical. Fit in, conform. You know, oh, if, but if I do this, like others will, I don't know, maybe, maybe they'll get mad at me. But for me, that, that also became another clear realization as I was just witnessing and experiencing Ailey. So yeah, three components to the sadness and the pain. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know what specific, where I was going with that specifically, but I'm deeply grateful for having like, had this conversation with Max and also having discovered Ailey. And it's like, all right, here's, here's two experiences that have had left a deep impression on me and are another reminder of keep going. You know, this this light of yours, this light of mine is meant to shine. And again, I know it, it can sound cheesy, but I think that's just the fact of the matter is that that light is meant to shine. Whatever you have to offer is meant to shine. And I think there's nothing more tragic than the feeling of being on your deathbed. It doesn't even have to be on your deathbed, but it just at some point in your life, you know, seeing somebody or somebody, yeah, somebody's doing something, that very thing that you had dreamed of and then saying to yourself, that, that could have been me. Or in the case on the deathbed, like, I never did that. I, I never went for it. And then the realization of, and I bear responsibility for that. Sure, maybe other people discouraged me from it, but in the end, I was the one who listened. And so that that feeling of I knew I had this special something I wanted to share express and shine this light this special something to the world I didn't do it that I don't I, I don't think I would say that scares me. It just fills me with a deep sense of sadness. I'm like, man. Like, there, there is no excuse. Even if I keep coming up with excuses, there is no ex excuse. I, I've known that this was here. And I think about... 
kids, children. The ability to be so spontaneous and playful and not self-conscious. It's like, hey, if I, if I want to just dance across the street while singing, I'm going to do that. Like kids do that. Or they, or they yell and they scream, whatever it is that they do. I think for the most part, you know, as adults, when we see that we, we love them for it, like, wow, you know, like, sure, it can get a, perhaps annoying at times. But even then, it bears questioning of like, well, why are we annoyed? Okay, it gets a little bit loud, right? Understandable. But sometimes it's like, you know, is it actually we're really annoyed at it? Or is, is it because these kids are revealing to us below our level of conscious awareness that we're actually, we're kind of upset with ourselves. We're not annoyed at them. We're annoyed at ourselves. We're like, man, look at this kid who can be so free and not have a care in the world. And I am here having to, you know, do this, do that, all these obligations. Like it's interesting how we forget to we forget that spark. We forget that spontaneity. We forget that ability to just be that authentic. And so that to me that is that is too costly. That is too much a price to pay to silence and suppress that spark. And so my resolve and intention moving into 2021 is, is to keep going. Go ahead. Fail. Fuck up. Make big mistakes. Make small mistakes. Cry. Yell. Be fed up. And then continue. Like, I think that's the way. I think that's just the process and to to just be trying to avoid failure making mistakes is a sure way to go nowhere and that is an aspect i think many people are beginning to realize in 2020 whether or not you know you buy into what media is telling you about what all this is I think one thing that we can see clearly is the main message that's being broadcasted is be afraid. You know, this is scary. Trust us. Let us take care of everything. When everything is fine and dandy, we'll let you know. But until then, live, live in fear. And so where does that, yeah, where does that lead a person, right? it can be a fertile ground for introspection and facing and dealing with things that up until this point we've had the luxury to ignore because there's all these distractions this entertainment but with this um, time of seclusion there can, it, it's also a ripe period to do some internal work rather than being stuck in the space of, all right, well, I don't want to 
you know, I, I don't want to risk my safety. I don't want to risk being separate from the hive mind and the group think. You know, I, I just want to be in good standing with everybody. So I'm just going to keep keep to myself and um, yeah, just just do that. Like to me, that that does not for me personally that that does not sit with me well. And so, you know, my anticipation is that 2021 is not going to be any less intense that than 2020 has been. It probably might even be more intense. And in that, we have a choice. There's there's always choice. And that's where the personal responsibility and empowerment piece comes in, is that when you can begin to identify the choice in it, it changes things. Like so much, I think of how people operate in the States, depending on the parts of where you live, but there seems to be this aspect that I notice, which is just avoiding all personal responsibility. It's like, okay, if that didn't work out, well, it's somebody else's fault because they they encouraged me and I listened or they didn't encourage me and I listened or didn't listen and it's pinned on somebody else until a person is alone and then they're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just not going to do anything because if I don't do anything, then at least I don't make a mistake and I don't have to kick myself for it. And it's okay, well, is that really living? And for me, the answer is no. So all of this kind of jumbled thoughts, all of this to say, growth is ever-continuing. It's an ever-continuing process and something I'm going to have to remind myself over and over again. And taking the inspiration that I received from Max, from Ailey, to continue to go after what it is that I want to create in this world, to continue to go back to this spark and sometimes that happens just from looking at a photo of myself as a kid. It's like, wow, look at look at that light. Look at that just shining vibration of bundle of joy and energy. Like, I can't suppress that. There's no way I would do that. I would not you know, tell my younger self or any young child, like, hey, shut the fuck up and tuck it in, will you? Okay. Keep that to yourself. It's like, no. I want to let that out. And I feel that within me. Um, and that's where that admiration and that sadness comes in and that I talked about earlier with Ailey. It's like, wow, I see somebody who, who did that and, and is doing that. And then I'm made aware of that exists within me. There are ways that I 
have continued to limit myself. Like, yeah, I, I can't keep doing that. I'm going to continue to chip away at those layers so that it can unfold. So that's all for tonight's episode. Thanks to those of you who have tuned in and stayed this time. I don't know how long this podcast went, uh, but for those of you who had stuck around and listened till this point, I very much appreciate it. And um, yeah, whatever it is that you feel you have to offer in this world, go for it. And I'm sure if I hear about it in the same way that I heard about it from my friend Max, the same way I heard about it, seen it in Ailey, I would say the very same thing to you, that I would be very proud and just excited to see you there. That you took something that was just an idea that only existed in your imagination and with love and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, discipline, consistency, you brought it into reality. Like that is worth, that is worth so much. And so with that, I will conclude this episode of Friday Night Fireside Chats and wish you all a good night and a good weekend and a, I guess a intentional, intentional entry into 2021. And by that, I mean really taking the time to sit down, reflect what it is that you want to create in 2021. How, how do you want to be? Um, I think one of the small things that I wrote down was care even less about being liked and accepted by other people. So may, may that guide you in some of your reflections and intention setting for 2021.